Hey, with Sandin Young, uh, Paz B. Lead is, is the, the screenplay winner at our festival. It's a kind of fantasy face-based script, right? Correct. So you don't see yeah. those very often, but I love the kind of concept of uh, of this. Why don't you give us the pitch to, to this script? Uh, yeah, so basically it's just a, a father who's very devoted to his family and his um, his career, which is a write, he's a screenwriter. But he's very kind of down and out. He's not very successful. So he comes across a software um, that actually allow a writing software that allows him to actually alter reality. So then he uses that to um, help his career. But in doing so, it starts altering things that are um, with his family. It starts actually tearing apart his family in the, in the process. And so he's kind of faced with what do I do? Um, is my career more important than my family basically so it's like a, there's like a gimmick or a gadget meaning that like it's like it's like a it's like a metaphor this trope about like this this software is going to be this mysterious uh right software we've seen this in like hollywood films where like something someone someone see has this this opportunity to like take advantage of of the world i guess right like either like a, a like some sort of you know what I mean? And then so with with that, there's like a metaphor for the story in terms of like what's more important, capitalistic gang or your family? And can it's like a tug and pull. Can you have both at the same time? Something if you the more success you get, are you going to lose more of your family? It's all that kind of like, uh, I guess that that's sort of what your film's about, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a genie in a bottle premise. Yeah. And um, and since it is faith based, the the focus is um things that we feel that we have control over in our lives sometimes we don't and so it also comes down to what do we put our faith in do we put our faith more in the lord or do we put more of our faith into our own um our own ambitions our own desires and so it kind of that's that's kind of the journey that the main character goes on richard he kind of goes on that you know he, he he's a christian but he realizes he's kind of not relied on the lord and all this and that's why things fall apart and um then he kind of comes to his senses at the end. But you're you're a Christian yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of my, um, well, basically all the, the scripts I'm doing right now, I think about four that I'm working on, they all have a, um, a faith element to them. Either the characters are Christian or not a Christian trying to um, seek truth or something like that. And so it's, it's not really stories about, um, you know, Christianity. It's a story about, everyday people that live struggles and then how do they get to them you know yeah well yeah because I, I guess we need to have a have a have a spiritual ideology i guess that's how i describe it like meaning that like there's got to be a reason why we live there's a reason why right. we do things i guess right yep yeah no if there's, there's i mean well in the bible too you have uh, proverbs which is all about wisdom and how do we utilize wisdom and everything and that's kind of an element that comes into this story as well is um actually i use one of the uh proverbs to kind of set up the theme of the whole story and that's kind of what richard goes through is he's not relying on wisdom through this story he's relying on his ambition his desires i mean he loves his family and everything it's just i mean we're all we all get caught up in our own dreams and desires and then we realize you know there's people that are involved in our life that could be uh, affected by that and so that's kind of the, the overall premise too he starts realizing that 
Well, you are a screenwriter, so is there? You're a father, and so is there? There's an autobiographical aspect to this. To well, this? I'm, I'm not a father, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of uh, men in my life that are fathers, so I was able to kind of. Sure, you, you have know, a yeah. Okay, clean, you were a son. I guess. off them. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, my father too. Yeah, looking at him and everything, and actually, it's kind of based on a lot of stuff he went through because he kind of had to give up some dreams of his own to support our family and his his. So I kind of took that premise and turned it around and just said, well, what if you know, he wasn't so sacrificial and he kind of got selfish and wanted to do things his way. And then it kind of falls apart kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, so I kind of, I introduced all those elements as a screenwriter because as a screenwriter too, I mean, we all have that dream. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we ha did have that little magic genie in the bottle kind of thing, you know, that would help get our career going or get our foot in the door. I think, like I think that with a lot of, I, I don't think just a screenwriter, I think that with a lot of careers and a lot of well, people, right. yeah. you live in a capitalistic society. It's like, there's, there's a lot of pros to, to cut to competition and, and whatnot and kind of driving to, to get the best of yourself. Right. But then you can kind of lose yep. yourself along the way, I guess. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just kind of the basic temptations of life too. I mean, there's, we all want to be successful, but when you put that element of the family in there, then it's like, you know, wh where's your elite, where's your loyalty, I guess, you know? And so it's kind of that balance, which I kind of find interesting, you know, trying to be a, from a male perspective, trying to be that provider of a family. Um, and then that decision you have to make at one point, do I have to give up things I want to, for the benefit of my family or can I still do both? You know, can I help my family and succeed? And I think the premise too is as long as you're following in the Lord, you know, following the Lord, trusting in the Lord, um, you know, he will provide that. He's not going to <laughs> make us suffer. You know, he puts those desires in our heart and, and that's what comes out in the script as well. It's kind of, you know, God created Richard to be a screenwriter. And at the end, he kind of uses his gifting, not in the way that he thought he would, but a little differently. So that's kind of how the, the script ends too. This is a tongue-in-cheek statement, so don't take it too personally. But we, we're under the assumption that God is a he, right? Well, yeah, it's just a reference to the, the I know, masculine. I'm, just, I'm, totally, yeah, kidding. So, yeah. I'm totally kidding. Because, you know, in right. world, people get offended by that. So, Right. Well, and it's too, yeah, I kind of, I use that element too, because as a father figure, you kind of have it, um, you know, Richard being the father of his family too. And it kind of, there's some mirror, mirroring there too, as, as a father of a family is very much like what the father heavenly father is to everybody you know kind of thing yeah okay so so you basically according to the blog interview you you basically wrote a first draft in 1998 i don't mean to age yourself but just basically you i'm just reading your blog and basically then mm -hmm. you took it and you put it in the back burner for 20 years well I, well I wrote the script when i was two so yeah okay <laughs> yep. good i like it <laughs> so that makes you 27 <laughs> now right so basically <laughs> So, so you hey, wrote it in 1998 and then you, yeah. why did you put in the ball? Why did you like, I'm curious because you 20 years is a long time and, and technology mm -hmm. has changed, right? Like I'm sure you weren't on a right. laptop in 1998. I'm sure you had a floppy disk. I'm sure you, you probably was probably on a floppy <laughs> disk, right? Well, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny you should say that. Cause that was what it was. It was the little uh, three by yeah. five little floppy disk thing that you put in. And that's what was my computer at the time. Um, I think it was a 365 Commodore or something like that. You know, one of those yeah. old ones. It's so so everything was, yeah, the, the, Do, the DOS, you know, format and all that stuff. So, yeah, I had to adjust. I had to update it when I came back to it, but it was still the same premise. And actually, uh, interesting. No, but how did you grab the how did you grab the script? 
the, your original draft. Like, oh, well, I was able, yeah, I was able to rip it at the time. I did it early enough before the technology um, was outdated, I guess you could say. I was yeah. able to get the information off. And then as then there was a software that can scan the script. I actually had the script itself. It scans the text and then it makes it into a digital format. So I was able to salvage that um, part of it and then just rewrite it. Uh, but it did kind of, the overall premise was kind of there, but I did have to do a lot of rewriting because the perspective had changed. Because back in the 90s, I wasn't a Christian at that point. So it was me as a screenwriter struggling, thinking, well, what would it, what would it, what if kind of thing, right? And then um, life things happened and I had to put it on the, on the burner. And then when I came around to it later, I had been a Christian. And as I looked at it, I kind of said, hey, there's kind of a cool uh, element here. From a from a Christian perspective, that I think would be kind of cool. So then I just approached it that way. So you is that what they call you? They call you a born again, born again Christian. Yeah, born again Christian. Yeah, yeah. So my perspective was taking Richard. So before Richard was just a screenwriter in Hollywood kind of thing with yeah. the family and everything. So then I said, well, let's make him a Christian. And then what would that you know? Then you got those two elements that kind of pull at each other because people think that well, if you're a Christian, you can't be super successful and rich and you know all this kind of stuff be influ influential um because you're supposed to live this kind of humble you know just go to church on sunday and that's it kind of thing and so i wanted to show him as you know everyday guy who just is a christian but he also struggles with everything that everybody else struggles with so, you know success and acceptability and just taking care of your family you know and so yeah well yeah 100 so does what's the origin story of you becoming born again um well i was down in la when i was writing this first draft in the 98 and 98 and then i got transferred by my job up here to oxnard slash ventura california and um and then i just came across a church my family were christians and they were just trying to encourage me to hey you know maybe you should check out a church because i was out here by myself so when i was getting kind of homesick for my family they're, they're back in colorado and I just found a church in Oxnard and I'm still with them right now. I'm actually working with them, doing video production and helping them with all the all the technical stuff. Um, and it was just something I, I, I was I was a seeker because at that point I was in that sense, I was asking a lot of questions. Of, Why are we here? You know, what's going on? What's beyond death? You know, all those typical questions you ask yeah in life. And I just wasn't getting any answers. And so I was trying to check out everything, you know, the Hindu, the um you know, not Mormonism. What's the other one? The um, Scientology. I was looking into that. All this different stuff to see where I can find these answers, and they just weren't coming up. And then finally, I just started looking into Christianity and the church. It's a very healthy church, and they just answered these questions. So I said, "Hey, you know, this so it's almost like you went in a circle, mm -hmm. a, a spiritual circle to kind of discover what 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 your what your feelings I, are, and then you kind of end up where you started." Yeah. Well, I mean, I ended up with answers you know because i wasn't getting answers yeah. from anything so i finally and then the answers i weren't getting at that point i the lord just put on my heart he says you know you will get them at, when i when you need them basically and it was proverbs 3 5 6 was my salvation verse which is you know trust the lord with all your heart be not on your understanding but in all things um acknowledge him and he will guide your paths um guide your path straight and i kind of dwelled on that too for this premise for the script that you know richard needs to he he's not dwelling on the lord he's not trusting him so his path was kind of weighing going off the side hence the title paths we lead is where i kind of came up with that is like all the paths that we lead in life can go in so many different directions but 
it's not worth it if the Lord's not with you, you know, whichever uh, path you do go down, you know. Well, is it fair to say that the Christian movies are very popular these days? There seems to be a, a, a need need for more Christian movies in terms of the audience. The audience is mm-hmm. looking for more of these type of stories. Yeah, no, I think so. I think it's, it's almost like, um, well, Passion of the Christ back in 2000, 2003, I think that came out. That really kind of set the precedence of Christian, a very good quality, powerful film um, that's Christian based. Because prior to that, it just was kind of a lot of hokey kind of Christian productions. There's just what done a lot, a lot enough money behind them, so you're getting kind of you know not very good productions. And of course, the acting not that great. But now you're getting some you know some A-list actors that are looking at <clears throat> coming on board um on some of these projects you had uh jesus revolution that just came out um that was very popular with kelsey Grammer, um and that's actually based on the church calvary chapels where i'm at right now and that was based on how that came about but it was a very popular movie and um so you are seeing a lot more um production companies coming out with those kind of those premises and it's kind of like exciting for me because i'm hoping that'll be more of a bigger market obviously for me to try and get my my content into it if i can so yeah 100 percent. so yeah it's it's fantastic so you're you get it's like i'm being general but like you like you're in california there's a certain uh connotation with being people being from california but you're you have there's a big support system uh for for christians and in, in, in where you like obviously the church you go to there's no basically what i'm asking is that if you got any drawback from telling Christian stories in Hollywood? No. Well, I haven't had the chance to really be able to go into the studios with it. Um, I know there's some studios that are, have Christian branches like Sony affirm has, you know, they're kind of strictly faith-based kind of uh, film. Uh, Lionsgate has done some um, faith-based. So some of the bigger studios are seeing that market that you're talking about. Yeah. There's a market. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to open it up because, you know, they're not dumb. They want to, you know, get some money in there. So um, you see more of that opening. But I have not had a chance yet to really be in that environment. A lot of the environment I've been in right now has been like conventions that are kind of faith based. So you're looking at production companies like I'm actually going to be going one to one in uh, well, actually in a couple of weeks um, in um, Tennessee. And it's basically just all Christian um content basically so you got production companies there and stuff like that so obviously in that element you're going to be supported but i haven't had any backlash yet with any you know and of course as a screenwriter you've got to market you got to know who your audience is so i'm not going to try and pitch um paths we lead to ridley scott or you know somebody who's not going to be doing faith-based films so you got to know you never know right (laughs) well you don't yeah you know i actually i think he might have done the um what was that back in the early 2000s uh the one was about the crusades kingdom yeah kingdom, kingdom of heaven like I'm not sure. kingdom, of, kingdom heaven? of heaven yeah it wasn't that really scott i think yeah I can't remember. gladiators got some got some religious undertones to it too but a lot of films do right so all right yeah yeah and that's what i like too is you can kind of see some films like I, i'm going to be working on a western script here and of course in that era people were a little more christian oriented you know faith was more of a part of their life back in the yeah. 1800s and so i'm trying to take that element too and and play it into a story so it's not like your bible beating somebody over the head with scripture and stuff but you're just showing people everyday life living but living under you know christian principles kind of thing so 
I'm looking forward to that just to kind of mix things up too for genre purposes. Cause like you say, this is kind of like a fantasy version. So. So this is an audio podcast, but behind your right shoulder, I just want to describe, you got some posters, you have back to the future. Mm-hmm. You have Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? What's the third one? And then that's the Passion of the Christ. Oh yeah. 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 And the third one's Passion of the Christ. What's that? The third one's Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you got it right there. Yeah. So I mean, those are kind of my most favorite or my favorite ones, I guess you could say. But I grew up, you know, in that that era of Spielberg and Lucas and yeah. the the pro- the products that they came out with. I mean, that's what I would like to try and attain is having that kind of quality of story where you you feel yourself escaping life. Yeah. At the same time, there's elements that of life that we can learn from, you know, and and walk away from. So that's kind of the what I'm sure every screenwriter wants to attain that. You know, you just don't want to make up. Well, popcorn movies aren't too bad, but they make money. But so if you go over, I, I'm just describing this people. But if you look over my right shoulder, you'll see that that mm-hmm. that painting there. Yeah. So that's that's black a, and white. What's that? Is it black and white? Is yeah, so basically white? what that is is that that's that's the script that's the script of Back to the Future. Oh, I see the DeLorean. Made, made into a painting, made into a painting. So they basically took the the text of Back to the Future and they put it all like line by line, the whole text of the whole script and they made a made a photo, they made a painting of it. Oh, is it one of those things where the text itself makes the image? Makes the image, yeah. Oh, that's back to that's the future. The trip, huh? uh, so you guys, so both of oh, they're both are our right shoulders. We have a back to the future, uh, quote unquote. Oh, that's future, funny. <laughs> I guess, right? Oh, <clears throat> just shows how impactful that movie was, man. Yeah. Well, I'm from the same yeah. generation and below it, there's, it's Sopranos art. So you might not like that. So I don't know if you're. Soprano. you're oh, well, I've never really watched the show, but I love yeah. the actor. There, yeah. So. so <laughs> and so that's basically, funny. yeah. So back <laughs> to the future is, is, is like, uh, for people our generation generation x right born like i'm yeah. born 75 i don't you don't have to say when you were born but basically we're born in that type of era we grew up in the mm-hmm. 80s back to the future is in and, and the Indiana jones films are in star wars obviously are the three right. big films of our era i guess right yep yeah well and again i see those as the blockbuster movies that really started i think inspiring a lot of young kids like us at that time to yeah. really want to do awesome stories you know but then it's also cool to see uh like spielberg as he got more uh more popular and everything than schindler's list you know some of these things that became very impactful stories you know and that's what i think was cool is how diverse spielberg was or is still with his his um his content and that's kind of inspired me you can argue that spielberg's faith is in all his movies right his jewish his jewish oh right in all his movies right yeah, especially the last one that he did. That's basically a biography on his his life. Oh, well, the Feeblemans, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like yeah, all like all his movies are there's a little bit of Jewish Jewish kind of uh, ideology in it. If you know the the faith and uh, and basically yeah. daddy issues, right? So all his movies are about those two things. It, is, it doesn't matter if it's a war. It doesn't matter if it's if it's right. a, you know what I mean. Like it's all it's always about that. And I think it's interesting coming from a yeah screenwriter's perspective is as we grow as we go through our seasons and our different in our lives, um, as we're you know a, a young person then we start getting older and everything. Um, there was an interview with Spielberg and he talked about how if he was if he was to do Close Encounters now he would do it totally different because he looked sure. at how irresponsible Richard Dreyfus was you know leaving his family just to go see the aliens, 
And I just thought that was interesting because it made me think like where, you know, 20 years from now, I might be looking back on my scripts and, you know, will they be different or will I be like, okay, I would have written that the same way or what, you know, because we all kind of, you know, as we're getting older, our perspective changes, you know, through season. I'll, I'll argue that he, that close encounters that he couldn't even, if he did that, that plot point where he does leave his family, people, we're talking about a seventies movie. People are like, what the hell are they talking about? Basically mm-hmm. about this, this character basically feels that he has a higher calling because he feels that he needs to go to to see the UFOs and go up go up to space with the UFOs. So he leaves mm-hmm. his his wife and kids behind to go on that mission, which is a pretty gutsy thing in a Hollywood plot point. No way mm-hmm. that plot point is appearing in today's world. I think that's the more key issue right there. I don't think he, he would be able right. to do that. I thought it was a very interesting. I remember when I watched that film. I remember thinking that's that's an interesting choice that he made, right? Because you can mm-hmm. argue that's faith based, right? Like he, his higher calling is beyond his family. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, you can, yeah, you can kind of like I took a, a was it a film analytical class, and when I was when I was younger, and yeah, you can take films and you can kind of see the symbolism behind it, yeah, and what what they were doing behind it. And I think Spielberg, I mean, he's so intentional that I'm pretty sure, you know, the stuff that's in his his films were meant to be there for sure. You know, so he does like incorporate that. And that's what I kind of try and do with my writing, too. I want to be intentional with what what I'm doing and just not throwing it out there and hoping people understand it, you know. Yeah, I know. There's there's like there's sometimes a higher calling beyond like, you know, Nelson Mandela talked about it. Right. Like it's like this is beyond my family. I, you know, I miss my wife. I miss my kids, but I have to do I have to. This is my calling. I have to do this. Right. So. But yeah. Yeah. So that kind of yeah, because it kind of brings it back down to paths we lead, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that was, well, yeah, you just took it. Yeah, just good is you just nailed that, it. That was a good segue. There you go, yeah. or a good loop. <laughs> uh fantastic script. You're a good, solid writer. Uh it's I love the story of you kind of like shelving it for 20 years, coming back to it. I wish you the mm-hmm. ultimate best. I know you're uh before we leave you, yeah, you, you have another script that you're pitching as well, right? You have another script uh that that's getting some attention. Yeah, well, that's the eternal legacy because um, I've been submitting like four of them out and about, and this one's been getting most, the most uh, of the positive return. Yeah, they say it's more marketable and just, yeah. and I guess it's more of an it's a time travel, it's a faith based time travel. Oh, people love of, time travel. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Speaking of you know, Back to the Future and everything, so that's <laughs> where my that's where my uh, my influence comes from is Back to the Future for this story. So yeah, I'm hoping it'll it'll catch. So. All right. Well, let's talk again. Uh, maybe we'll with that script or when when this thing is made into a film. Okay. Well, I'm hoping to submit it to you guys again, and we'll see what happens. You know, if it'll. All right. We'll do anything. All the best, my friend. Uh, it was very good. I, I, I'm, I wish you the ultimate success with uh, the ultimate best with your success. I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Take care. It's good to Thanks. meet another Gen X person too. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all over the place. We're the lost generation. Yeah. Nobody talks about us, we- right? So. We are, yeah. We're going to crash Social Security. That's uh, that's us. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel.